Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition. It is jam-packed in this episode because I am talking with every member of the band I Hate Heroes. Ephraim, Ricky, Brandon, Matt, and Nick, they all join me in their practice location to talk everything I Hate Heroes, including their brand new tour where they're going out to the East Coast all the way down to Florida with Call It Home. Hopefully you can make one of the dates. We definitely talk about that during the conversation. How the band got together, upcoming new music, their previous music, including If Life Were a Book, I'd Skip This Chapter. It is a great EP, plus a whole lot more. I think you're really going to enjoy this, so I'm not going to hold you back from this any longer. Let's start with their single, Rebirth, and I'll see you after the conversation. Enjoy. Alright everyone, welcome back. I am excited because we have a packed house today. I am here with I Hate Heroes. We've got Ephraim, Ricky, Brandon, Matt, and Nick. Everyone say hi. 
I think I broke the cardinal rule right there already by having everyone talk at the same time. <laughs> well, guys, this is awesome to have a chance to speak with you. You're about to go on a big tour, which I'm excited to talk about. I want to get you know a little bit more knowledge on that as well. But first, are you guys in your practice space right now? Yeah, actually, yep, yep. Run through, I know we did this a little bit off air, but run through what a normal practice schedule is like for you guys. And is this in direct response to going out on tour within like the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, so the way our practices usually run is um, we'll come in, we'll go through the set a couple of times, and then usually like the guitarist will sit down and go through some parts. Um, and then I'll sit there and just kind of fiddle away with my thumbs. Um, and then after that, we'll usually uh, go back and do the set a couple more times and uh, practice again. Um, but last time we practiced, the couple, last couple of times we practiced room, we usually go like try hard mode. So we'll oh. play as if we're playing live for practice. So it's pretty cool. Very nice. Um, oh, wow. We just, we just try to make sure we uh, iron out everything, you know, before we hit the stage. Just make sure we can get everything as perfect as possible. Yeah, we, we do practice pretty regularly. Um, we're definitely practicing more now that tours come out to make sure we get uh, all the nuances out of the way and everything tight as possible because we want to bring the best show to our fans as possible so very nice and that is the colossal tour you're hitting the road on the east coast basically down to florida and you're going out with call at home now are you guys picking up random local bands on the way or is it you two so the tour package is us two but there will be local bands on each of the dates which we're definitely stoked to see um there's a lot of awesome talent out there that you don't normally get to see until you go on tour, which is mm -hmm. fucking awesome. Right. So uh, it's always refreshing to see uh, different bands from different areas. I would agree completely. Uh, it's always fun to see um, what each and every state has to offer um, locally. And it's also awesome to meet new bands that we tour with, especially one in New York so close to home. Right. Now, do you guys already know Call at Home or is this brand new for you as well? We're actually just meeting them. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's we've uh, hit it off pretty well so far, and uh, we're all looking forward to touring with them. Seem like cool guys. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, I like their music as well. My question to you then also with local bands that you're going to be seeing, do you know if they are within the same like genre realm as you, or is it just based on what the package is going to be? Yeah, that's honestly hard to, to answer. But uh, in general, we have bands that are you know fairly similar. Within within a few subgenres, I'd say, sound <laughs> <laughs> at least. Right. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes we get some some pretty cool, pretty different sounds um, that we get to share the stage with. On so, our last run, it was pretty cool because on our last run, we actually had a rapper open up for us, <laughs> which is really sick because it was like refreshing and new. Right. Because uh, I'm a big rap fan, so I enjoyed it. We've had but... rappers. We've had um, like hard rock artists. We've had completely like heavy metal. We've had stuff like us, so it's it's been a ride so far. You guys have been out on tour with bands like Varsity and Awake at Last. Like you definitely do hit the spectrum for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that's the way to do it. I think a lot of bands that I've talked to recently as well, they're not a fan really of doing one specific genre. And they kind of want to have a bunch of different genres come in because it gives you that diversity. Plus you can kind of open up to other fans that might not know about you guys already. Definitely, I would agree. And even uh, it extends to our own music. I Hate Heroes has always been, uh, we've always had kind of a diverse sound. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm proud of that because I personally love heavy music, but I also love like fucking all time low. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, I love having a, a more diverse set of songs to play. Yeah, I I also I love uh, having diverse bands play at the shows because it's just fresh. You hear something new, and everyone in our band listens to a, a variety of different stuff. Like Brandon, he likes heavy music. Mm-hmm. Matt likes ska, reggae, and boy bands. So it's, it's <laughs> 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 so we have a pretty good variety going on. Right. <laughs> I would say that your sound, especially for if you want to just label metalcore, you also do expand to post-hardcore, alternative, there's some pop-punk, there's some easycore, you know, back from your original EP, Avarice, all the way to If Life Were a Book, I'd Skip This Chapter. Like, that's a very good range that you have in there. It's very interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about the evolution of your sound? Well, actually... uh... Back when we uh, put Avarice together, we all kind of felt felt each other out and uh, kind of put all our music tastes on the table, and we we decided together where we wanted to go. And luckily, we were all on the same page that we kind of want uh, not just the same sound. We don't want an album or an EP that just sounds like one continuous song. Right. Like <laughs> we want we want an album where you you don't want to skip any of the songs because each one is like something new and different. And again, me personally, I love acoustic music. I love a day to remember. Right. I love uh, really heavy stuff. So yeah, I love singing and screaming. So we got to have it all, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely agree with what was just said. I mean, if you go ahead and you listen to that first track in Avarice and you hear Overrated, you might think that you're a completely different band than if you continued on with that EP. Well, I'm glad you got that impression because that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, so, that's really good. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So in general, you got together. You were able to choose what kind of genres you liked and meld them. But then you kind of, with Rebirth, that single that you put out, it almost seems like you were focusing in a little bit more. Was that done on purpose to get ready for the next EP? Well, see, uh, <clears throat> Rebirth was a single. Right. It was kind of a standalone from Avarice or If Life Were a Book. So we kind of wanted it to stand as a transitionary kind of thing mm-hmm. because it, it encapsulates the sound that we want, but uh, it doesn't say we're committing to one sound or another. Like we're not committing to one direction. It's just uh, just something that we all thought sounded great and was catchy at the same time. It was a little heavy, it was a little catchy. Right. And, uh, yeah, we all liked it, so we thought it would be a, a decent representation of what we want to go for in the future. Yeah, he put that, he put that pretty well. Um, it was a good transition, and then uh, our latest single that we released, Now or Never, mm-hmm. uh, that also serves as a great transition to the new album that will be coming out uh, in the near future. So awesome. uh, that Now or Never is more of a focused sound. Uh, you can definitely hear the evolutionary traits in it mm-hmm. uh, that we drew as a band, and... Um, if you want to kind of get a hint of what the new album is going to sound like, that's a good song to kind of pull different elements from because we definitely took that sound and put that sound in the new album as well. So what was that recording process like when you went from the EP single, EP single? Was there anything different in how you kind of set everything up and how you actually recorded them? Well, uh, honestly, every recording session is a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time we've enjoyed it, every time we've we've had the privilege of working with very talented people, and uh, we're thankful for that. But overall, you know, it's a little stressful, but it, it kind of puts everything out there 
for everyone in the band. It lets you know like what parts you're having more difficulty with, where you can improve with your own writing. You know, it's it's a great learning process that I'm looking forward to more of in the future. Yeah, um, the switch up I would have to say is like from an album to a single is like when you go for a single, you're putting all your focus on one song, but when you have an album full of songs in front of you, you have to kind of divide your tension so you hit each song equally to make them just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're definitely putting a lot more tension in when you're there doing an album than you are just doing a single. That's probably my main difference that I've realized throughout the two. Definitely. You don't want to spread yourself too thin with an album because there are, you know, a lot more songs in a single, obviously, but we tried to uh, aim for not disappointing any part of our fan base mm-hmm. with the album. Like, we don't want to disappoint the pop punk fans or the, the really heavy metal fans right. or the fans of our acoustic stuff. So we, we have a little bit of all that stuff in the new album. Yeah, Matt tried to put ska in it, but we turned it down. <laughs> what about the boy bands? One Direction, something like that? <laughs> well, in all seriousness, Matt is actually a great musician, and uh, he helped out a lot with the writing process. He's probably the only one among us who really uh, knows a lot of music theory. So that was a big yeah. help in the recording process. That is, that's always a huge help because a lot of us kind of just feel stuff out and yeah. we're like, oh, play these notes and play these notes. And then Matt's like, no, you got to do a parallel third of this note. It's like, <laughs> do, do your thing. Go. Diagonal fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Diagonal fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's how much I fucking know theory. <laughs> oh, very nice. No, that's great. And actually, that does lead me to something I wanted to speak about before. So during your writing process, whether it's for the new album that you're working on or one of the past EPs or singles, how do you guys get together for writing lyrics, writing music, and putting everything together? So that process, it, we kind of all do our own thing, but then we all come together at the end. So okay. at the beginning, it might start out with the guitarist and the drummer kind of just you know, riffing around, trying to figure out where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll find a riff that we're like, oh, that's really cool. And Nick might lay drums to it. And then uh, Matt will come in as the bassist and he'll put his parts to it. And then when we have the whole song together, that's when Ephraim gets it. Though Ephraim already has pretty much like three albums written by that point of lyrics. <laughs> so he's like, yo, guys, where are the songs? We're like, we're trying here. Like, give us a break. I can't help it. I can't turn it off. <laughs> So he'll be like, yo, guys have all these lyrics. And we're like, okay, we have one song done. So <laughs> we give him that song just like, hey, go crazy on it. But no, that's really how it works. It's, it's the instrumentalist really put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ephraim gets hold of it and he takes his lyrics. And he, I can't speak to this. He would have to. But uh, he probably readjusts different lyrics to fit certain spots. But I think he keeps the themes of it pretty much the same. Yeah, the way I go about writing is I prefer to f- uh, feel out the song as a whole first before I start putting words to it. because. Mm-hmm. I don't like um, trying to write to an an incomplete song. For sure. Uh, I'd like to uh, get the the feel of it so I can uh, see what it makes me feel and then adjust the message accordingly. Does anyone else in the band also help out? Do you run lyrics by anyone else and get that kind of feel for it as well? Well, I certainly do uh, run the lyrics by everyone, but um, for the most part, I do write them myself. And I actually very much enjoy it. So... uh, I've always liked writing and music, just writing lyrics for music just came naturally because of that. Right. And uh, of course, if, if someone insists I change a word or a line to, or even in the recording process, I actually have switched around some lyrics to better fit the feel or the riff or the drums. Sure. But uh, in general, uh, yeah, I I do most all of the lyric writing. Yeah. He, he'll run lyrics, like he said, by us. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll hear them, and I have the vocabulary of a third grader, so <laughs> I don't know what half the words he's using means. I'm just like, yo, that sounds good. The melody's good. Stick with it. <laughs> so yep. he has to explain the theme of each song to me. So he's being humble. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not being humble. I, <laughs> well, I do want to focus for one second on Ephraim. So I had asked you before we started recording about the now dual vocals of Clean and Unclean. You used yep. to have someone specifically doing uncleans in the band as well. When did everything transfer over that you're able to do the cleans and uncleans all by yourself? Well, it's an interesting question and kind of a long story, but uh, due to... Some... We got all the time in the world. Go ahead. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, I've actually always liked um, both clean and unclean vocals. I love screaming as much as I love singing, and I love writing lyrics to both heavy parts and, you know, soaring clean melodic parts. Nice. Uh, it, it all depends on, you know, the central theme of the song and the message I'm trying to get across to the audience. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I learned how to scream, like, at the same time as I was learning how to do cleans, oh. so they're both close to my heart. I've always... Um, Back even when we had a second vocalist, I was doing some of the backup screams, and every time I actually got the chance to uh, scream in the mic, I'm like, oh, fuck yes, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it felt great. Right. It's it's like a, a good aggressive release, whereas singing is more, I feel proud that I can pull off a more skillful, I would say, approach to vocals, but both are both are very fun. And uh Honestly, I'm I'm happy to be able to to cover both now. Very nice. Now for this upcoming tour, when you're going to be doing both, do you have anyone in the band that's going to be backing you up? Or are you able to make all those transitions, those quick transitions in the tracks? Well, uh, on our past few tours, I have been covering everything myself, and I've actually <laughs> had to up my cardio game quite <laughs> a lot. Uh, to be able to make those transitions. But actually, uh, we've been talking as a band about our guitarist, Brandon, starting to uh, help out with some backup screams as well. Woo! Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's humble, but he's got, he's got a good tone. So I'm excited to see what we can do together. Maybe some uh, fucking scream harmonies, Absolutely. highs and low layers, you know. Very fun nice. That's certainly not out of the question. <laughs> now, Brandon, do you have any background in any type of vocals at all? Uh, very little. Um, I was in previous bands where I had to do backup screams, so I do have the experience, but it's not like it's not like what Ephraim's been doing for the past few years. So, oh sure, helping on background would be suitable, but anything more than that, <laughs> I think we'll just let Ephraim do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Not to dig up any like dirt or anything. But what was that transition like going from having an unclean vocalist to now you doing it yourself, Ephraim? Was that a band's choice or was that, you know, hey, we just can't work with this person anymore and I want to do this? How did everything kind of go about? Uh, well, it it did have a lot to do with our lineup changes. As, as you've seen, mm -hmm. uh, we've been through a few different uh, second vocalists in the past. Right. And like I said, I've always enjoyed like my little spots here and there of actually getting to do the screams along with the cleans. But um, mainly why we transitioned to me just doing all of it is because we decided that as a band, I think we all agreed we were a little better as a five piece, a little tighter. Sure. You know, there's a little more room in the fucking van. So <laughs> <laughs> no, this and that, but uh, overall 
we decided it was it was probably a good idea to for me just to uh, step up my game vocally. It it made me it forced me to become a better vocalist. And, so I'm glad. And uh, the last vocalist we had, Jimmy, um, he was in the band for a while. Right. Uh, right and everything he's saying, we did definitely decide to remain a five piece uh, for those reasons. But that all came to be basically Jimmy. He lived in California. Uh, and it was just too difficult for him between the two states. Uh, uh, he would be living a couple months on a couch in Pennsylvania, yep. but, um, which I would imagine take the toll on anybody. But uh, we still love Jimmy. There was no hard feelings or anything, no bad blood between any of any of us. And we all still talk to this day. Uh, he actually works with our management company now, which is awesome because he's still technically part of the band at that point. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, we wish nothing for the best. Nothing but the best for him. Jimmy Snyder, I love you still. Fuck yeah, Jimmy rocks. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. No, that's awesome. I just, in general, that transition, I think, can be tough for certain bands. And then also, Ephraim, you're doing something that not a whole lot of vocalists can do. You do see bands like A Famous Last Words, who's able to pull it off, like Silverstein. But that is very difficult to go from those uncleans and cleans, even from the studio to live. Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, it does, like I said, I definitely had to uh, step up my game cardio-wise and uh, control over my vocals-wise. Absolutely. And it definitely, it definitely was difficult. Um, Jimmy definitely brought a lot to the table. Um, one main thing that he helped us with was um, he knew a lot of like behind-the-scenes stuff that we didn't as a band growing up because mm-hmm. um, we we're still kind of young. So he kind of helped us out in a professional manner to like, help like show us what the right ropes are in the industry. So we were thankful for that. And uh, like I said, we wish nothing but the best and we love him. And we actually just hung out with him the other, the other month. Uh, he invited us out when he was on tour with another band and we hung out for a while. And it was, it was really cool getting to catch up and hopefully we can catch up soon again. So. Very nice. Yeah. And actually let's continue on with that. Let's go way far back. You said that Jimmy was from California or living in California at least. And then you guys are in Reading PA. How did everyone meet? and get together and i know that's a generic you know cliche question but i think it's interesting enough to really see where you guys got started so it started out we were all in our own projects at that point okay some what was it like three years ago so yeah almost three three years years ago so we were all in our own projects uh ephraim was doing an acoustic project myself and my brother nick uh we were in our own band brandon was in his band and matt was in a different band as well wow um yeah so what ended up happening was nick and i were in a band with two other people it was a guitarist and bassist at that point we were looking for a vocalist and we scoured the area for vocalists for a long time and we were about to give up and then we came across ephraim and we're like holy shit how is he not in a band because his voice is ridiculous (laughs) right so we hit him up and we're like hey do you want to come check us out we're looking for a vocalist and he's like, yeah, I'll come down and, and try out or whatnot. Little did we know there was not really a tryout necessary because once he started singing, we're like, oh, my God. Right. So he comes down, he starts singing um, and, and just trying out to uh, one of his favorite bands that are local to the area known as I Am King. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he did one of their songs. And I'm like, yo, how?" I asked him, like, how are you not in a band? He's like, I don't know. I was just doing my acoustic thing. And he said that. Coincidentally, at the time, he was looking for instrumentalists. Oh, okay. So uh, he ended up joining up, which was cool. Uh, so we had that lineup, and we ended up having our old guitarist and then another bassist. The bassist ended up leaving, 
and Matt, we were friends with because we played some shows with before, and we thought of him. We're like, hey, I wonder if Matt would want to come join the band. So we were actually really grimy. We were literally pulling from other bands in the area, which is <laughs> shitty. But we're like, all right, we need to do something here. So we we that asked. That is super shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, we asked Matt about joining and he came down and played and he was really torn because the guys in his old band uh were like his best friends and i i'm not sure i think he still talks to him somewhat but probably not as close i talk to him sometimes but i was really torn because those were my homies and right. i've been with them for so long mm-hmm. but i wasn't really satisfied as to where my music career was so i wanted to switch it up and see where this band took me so i'm pretty satisfied right now so absolutely yeah. so Matt ended up joining. It's actually a funny story with that is we actually had a show uh, a couple days after we asked him to join. And we had a fill-in bassist that show because we didn't have a bass at that time. So he was playing that show. And Matt came out to the show to check us out because he just wanted to see us live and stuff. And this other bassist was on stage. And Matt got so discouraged because he thought that we already found a different bassist. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to explain to him, no, dude, it's just a fill-in. So yeah, it was great. Oh my god! And then he showed up two shows. Oh yeah, that that fill-in bassist showed up two songs late into the set. So that was (laughs) wow. That was all another story. (laughs) Chris Arcand, he's a good dude. But um, so then we had uh the four of us and the other guitarist who's no longer with the band at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so we we did go on tour. In March with Varsity, as you said, as a four-piece. Right. Uh, and then we decided we were thinking, we were contemplating. We wanted to be a four-piece, but at the same time, just not having that other guitarist really makes you feel like you're missing an element live. Sure. So we have a lot of dual guitar-heavy parts where there might be guitar harmonies, there might be a lead over rhythm, and we had them backtracked, but it just wasn't the same. Right. Um, Brandon actually was he was in our band in January when uh, went out for a run. And he needed to take some time off for music. Um, he had some stuff he needed to sort out, which is fine. So we ended up uh, meeting Brandon, actually, through playing shows as well. And before January, when we were looking for a new guitarist, uh, he pretty much instantly came to mind. It was him and another person. The other person uh, was in the band for a little bit. He ended up deciding that he wanted to focus more on his life. Uh, he just bought a house, so it was a bad time for him. Right. But... Uh, Brandon was eager. He jumped right in and learned everything insanely quickly. He's a very talented guitarist, so we're extremely happy with the lineup we have now. So That's great. No, that's a really good story to get everyone together. And yeah, I know Reading PA a little bit because I recently had the band Wither Away on the show. Have you guys heard of them before? Wither Away? Yeah. Actually, uh, <clears throat> we uh, recorded at the same studio as them. Oh, very nice. Uh, they're really cool guys. Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of talking about the Reading scene a little bit. What is it like, in your guys' opinion, compared to what they were talking about? You know, I've lived in PA before. I lived in Lancaster in a different life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and I try not to put PA down too much because there's at least a good music scene going on there. But I had to get out. <laughs> no, I, no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I mean, all of us have our families here, and there's nothing wrong with it. But once you travel the country, it's like... You know, of course, the place you're from is going to be a little boring after you see a lot of other places. No, very true. Well, what is the scene like for you guys in Reading? The scene's actually uh, pretty thriving. There's a lot of talent in the area, and uh, it's really cool to come out and see the support that we have from from other local bands, uh, especially when we come home from tour. Like, mm-hmm. we, we have a Reading date coming up on this tour. Very nice. In the middle of the month, and I'm very eager to play it because last time 
uh, we were at Reverb, we uh, we got an excellent uh, response from everyone who came out, and even some local bands who who uh, had the courtesy to stay for our set and just uh, raised hell. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's actually a pretty good scene here. Actually, there's a band from an hour away from us that just got picked up by Fearless called Burials. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So like the the I guess the music scene is definitely thriving in our area, and it's cool to see. Um, we enjoy it. Now, do you guys go out when you're home and you have the time? Do you still go out and go to shows? I try to. Um, I mean, personally, my my schedule is busy a lot because I have a daughter um, uh. and stuff. And I, yeah, so um, but I try to go to shows as much as I can, depending on like my work schedule or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, being starving artists, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's hard uh, to find time or money or transportation or this and that. But yeah, we, we all love going out to shows and uh, whenever we can, we'll catch them. Yeah, I think that's also why we enjoy tour so much, too, is even though we're playing the shows, it's also like seeing a show because there's other bands on it. Very true. So our time to get to see different acts and see shows without, you know, when we do have the time because we're already out at that show. So it's pretty convenient. Exactly. Tour is like we get to see like 50 bands live (laughs) or more. You know, it's it's cool. It is. Very true. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of shows that I've missed recently that I regret missing because there were some good shows. But. Um, definitely gonna try and start going back out to more. Yeah, when you guys go out on tour, you mentioned being, you know, starving artists and everything. How do you <laughs> like live your regular life preparing for tour? Is it more to have side jobs to get ready to pay for that tour? How do you guys work it? Our jobs have been pretty uh, pretty lenient as far as tour goes. I mean, very nice. I think we've been very fortunate in finding jobs that are cool with you know everybody going out on tour. Right. As far as preparation goes, we all just kind of budget really well couple weeks beforehand and get everything ready and you know let the employer know as soon as we can but it all works out pretty well yeah yeah so far we have been lucky with uh, leniency in our works um but yeah like brandon said just just being smart with your money and uh sometimes you just gotta eat mcdonald's for a week straight (laughs) and that's just how it is (laughs) we live off the dollar menu (laughs) right is that your favorite, you know, thing to do while you're out on tour? Do you guys have any specific areas, you know? We love cookout. We eat that shit all the time, every <laughs> every chance we get. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fast food place in the South. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar, but if you're not, you should familiarize yourself because it's, it's fucking great. It's banging ass food <laughs> for five bucks. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. On your way down South when you're doing, uh, I think it was it, North Carolina, South Carolina, and then you're going down to Florida, I think? Yep. Georgia and there's somewhere. Yeah, okay. I think well, Georgia dates in there as well. Very nice. Anything you look forward to on the East Coast? Because I know you're coming up to Brockton, Mass. So I'm hoping that I can make it out there for the show. It's about an hour away from Boston, depending on traffic and everything. But is there anything that you guys look forward to on those first sets of dates? Personally, uh, I it's not in the first sets of the dates. It's at the very end. Mm-hmm. But Florida is one of the places that. I've one of the few places in the U.S. that I haven't been that I've always wanted to visit. So I'm actually stoked to see Orlando and Jacksonville. Oh, there you go. Um, I, I'll be honest, like, um, I just love going out on the road and seeing different places. So like any place I go besides Pennsylvania is exciting to me. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm always looking forward to like um, going out and sightseeing and stuff and whatnot. Do you guys get enough time to actually do that kind of thing? It depends on where we're going exactly. Yeah. Some. Like the past tour we were on in March, like one of our drives was, was like 11 hours and we really just had to haul ass to the next venue. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, we try and we try and like uh, before tour, we'll try and think of things to like go see while on tour um, and like sightsee. And we try and um, budget our time well so we have time to do those things. But sometimes with our drives, it gets close and we don't like the chances. So you don't get to sightsee as much as you'd like. Right. It also depends on uh, how little sleep we're running on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes you have to make the choice between sightseeing and taking a long fucking nap before we set. <laughs> when you're going out on this tour, do you guys switch off drivers? Oh, yeah. That's a necessity. We take shifts. Uh, I mean, so I tend to do most of the driving. <laughs> yeah. I got to admit, Brandon's the MVP. He's been killing it. Very nice. Do you guys do anything? I've heard this from some bands I've talked to before. When you're doing a tour like this where you're in charge of all the driving, do you guys all not drink or do you switch it up? Well, I I can't speak for the rest of these guys, but I mean, uh, I actually don't drink on tour Okay. because uh, it really fucks with my voice. Gotcha. <laughs> no, so I try to be responsible. Um, whenever these guys you know, go out to the bars, I'll be the, the DD for the night. So, yeah, I kind of have to be a grandpa on tour, but it's, it's worth it. <laughs> To, to bring a good live show, you know. And before all these other guys chime in, I also do not drink. I know these guys are about to light you up with some stories about drinking. I, I'm not a drinker, but these other guys. Okay, so I'd probably say the biggest drinkers are probably maybe, I'd say maybe me and Matt, yeah? No, no I, mean, I don't know, Brandon. Well, not a Brandon. No, yeah, Brandon. sure, Brandon. But, um, but yeah, so uh, we like, I'll pull some maneuvers. At times we're like, I'll get trashed and be like, yo, guys, I don't think I can drive. Just because I'm that guy. <laughs> They don't like me for so much, but, uh, but yeah, we, we try and keep our drinking under control on the road just because it is a lot. And, uh, you constantly have to switch out driving because, you know, you're driving right after a show and after playing a show and having a long day, you're exhausted. Right. Um, so we try and like let people get some sleep and then switch out and rotate throughout the night. But, um, so yeah, so we try and watch our drinking, but we definitely are drinkers at times on, on the road. That's for sure. Definitely true. And, uh, not to mention, let me tell you how much you don't want to play a show live while hungover. <laughs> it, is, it is it's a bad time you're gonna have a bad time so we, we try to keep it in check for the most part unless we have an off day the next day then anything goes yeah we, def we definitely um we have a rule where we definitely stay sober for the show um okay. just because you know professionalism not only that like we want to enjoy what we're doing we want to know what we're doing so oh very true yeah that makes complete sense but yeah i've heard people you know share random stories about that as well because there's always got to be some type of a system because if you don't go in with the system, then no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, that's very true. So when you guys go out for this tour, are you going to have merch? Are you guys going to have everything that you need when you go out? Yeah, actually, uh, we sell a variety of stuff. Um, last last tour, we toured in June and March, and uh, the merch table was looking nice. I was pretty proud of it. So uh, we have some new stuff, some new items coming out for this tour. Very nice. Uh, that I'm eager to get in some fans' hands. I'm. I actually might buy one myself, but uh, I can spoil it. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it up to the imagination. But we we do have some new stuff along with some new music. So uh, yeah, we're hoping we get some new ears out there. Yeah, plenty of shit for you guys out there. There's definitely a variety, like he said. So and definitely something new that we decided to take out this run to give it a shot. So uh, it might only be for this run. So make sure you stop out at a date and uh, nice. pick one up. Save your pennies until then. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I brought that up specifically was because I looked on your website, IHateHeroes.com. It said that the store was coming soon. And then I also know that a lot of artists, the way that they make their money and they're able to continue touring is really very much based on merch sales. So does that... Right. Yeah, well, we, we do make 
a lot of our money through merch sales and uh we we are gonna have a functional merch store coming soon. It's probably said coming soon for a little bit now, yeah. but uh, we've we've actually <laughs> yep. been a little busy figuring out every all the other um, the complications, logistics, whatever you want to call them, right? For tour, yeah. So it's it has taken a bit of a backseat, but certainly while we're actually on the road, it's very important to uh, get those those merch sales. Yeah, the thing was. We were actually most of this year uh, in the process of rebuilding our merch. So we were kind of going out with the old, in with the new. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have time to get the site updated and everything like that. So we've been constantly on the road and selling it live. And when we come back, the merch has been received really well. So we didn't come out uh, back with a lot of merchandise, which is a good problem to have. But at the same time, then things like this, it makes it a little more difficult with. So um, we're still kind of going through that cycle. We're bringing in some new stuff, uh, printing new shirts. Uh, bringing in new merch items. So once we get a bunch of new stuff solidified, that's when I think you'll be able to see it online. Uh, especially with the album, we're going to have probably some bundles and stuff. So definitely keep oh, an nice. eye out. But I'm going to reach out. If anyone out there wants something, um, don't be afraid to message one of us on Facebook. I will definitely get that order in for you. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Open to suggestions too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a big fan of hoodies. That's my thing. Hell yeah. Uh, it's about that time of season too. So. Yep. Even though I tend to wear those during the summer too. <laughs> well yeah i definitely do that too because i am a bum and I, i'm a pj hoodie guy so that's what yep. i do uh the only time i'll wear jeans is for the set otherwise it's basketball shorts and pajama pants the rest of the night, so. yeah that's very true i just don't wear anything and then there's, and then there's that well talking about the tour a little bit more and you mentioned practicing the set list and everything. How do you guys decide on what tracks you want to play? Is it like a democracy system where you vote on it? How do you decide on that set? It's uh, a lot of it's based on. In the beginning, we did a lot of experimentation with uh, what songs we played live, but we kind of based it off mostly uh, the reaction we get. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the songs we've been playing live for the past few tours have all been received very well. And I think uh, that our set has a good mix of our sound so it kind of represents us pretty well yeah and and to add to that um when we go back to markets that we hit more frequently we try and switch it up so the fans have something new to listen to nice i will say this we are bringing back a popular old song that we did a couple years ago that we haven't played out in a couple years oh nice which will be new i think pretty much to everyone who will be out on this tour okay uh and i pretty much guaranteeing that everyone in the crowd will know it and everyone will oh, hopefully yeah. like it oh yeah can i take a guess is that a cover song <laughs> it, might be, it might be <laughs> but before we say anything else uh it was stolen from us by a very famous artist and i'm not going to name names here but uh we will we'll do our best to uh <laughs> i can say this i've named their names many times <laughs> on the normal music show so <laughs> That's fine. I think people can put two and two together, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you this, because I just brought up covers. Would you guys want to do another cover coming up? And if you did, do you guys have any ideas of what you'd like to cover? I um, absolutely would love to cover Spice Girls song. <laughs> I think they have nice rings to them. Um, no, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're always talking about cover songs. Cover songs are one of those things that appeals to a lot of people. Um, I love, I don't know, there's just something about doing a cover song um, opposed to a, a regular, an original that um, I can't explain, but... Uh, it's a great way to bring in new people. Exactly. Uh, well, who are a fan of the original song, but 
He's like my puppet. I don't need to speak. <laughs> See, this is a lot we have where he does great. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, we're always talking about doing cover songs. Um, I definitely think we should get in there soon and do one. Um, so if anybody has a suggestion, throw it our way, and uh, maybe sooner or later you'll see a cover. There you go. Blow up our social media. Tell us what to play. Uh, if we did have any ideas, though, of course, it would be, it wouldn't be proper to spoil it. True. So, what uh, are suggestions, though? I have an obligation to ask said questions. I already know that <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to get the answers. Do <laughs> right. listen to Spirit List. We definitely love to be on the next Pop Goes Punk. Hell yeah. Or Punk Goes Pop. <laughs> After how poorly the last one was actually received, I could understand why you would want to do that for sure. Yeah. yeah, that one was tough. There were only a couple ones that people actually kind of latched onto for sure. Well, we would do our best for sure if yeah. we had that opportunity. Definitely. If I could make a suggestion, sure. I would love to hear a cover of Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. I'm not sure I'm familiar, but I'll look that up. All right. You need to look that up anyways in general because that's an, <laughs> that's an amazing 90s song. <laughs> you were part. I'll look that up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Look, I only ask a little bit. That's all. <laughs> well, let me continue on with the kind of tour thing. And I wanted to bring up the song Confliction from If Life Were a Book. And I'm sure that you might have played that song live before. But since you have the alternate version on the EP as well, I just wanted to know, first off, why did you decide to do an alternate take on that? And then if you do play that song live in the past or in the future, which one do you choose and why? All right. Well Okay, Ricky, go ahead. <laughs> well, fuck me, right? You're saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so the story behind Confliction and Confliction Alternate Mix was coincidentally a thing with me and Jimmy. Okay. So there, <laughs> Confliction was recorded, as you know, off the EP in two different ways. There was some electronic stuff to it mm -hmm. and some different edits to it in the alternate mix and then the more raw version uh, that's just known as Confliction. So Jimmy and I butted heads for probably a good week, week and a half over this, where he's like, no, man, I'm telling you, everyone that heard this said that the, the raw version's better, and that's the one I like better, and this is my favorite song off the EP, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but the alternate mix is, I heard a lot of people say they like the, the other version better, because at this time we weren't thinking about doing two. Right. I'm like, yeah, but a lot of people are saying that this one's really cool, too, because it has cool elements. So... Long story short, we ended up coming to a compromise, and I was like, well, look, why don't we do one as an alternate mix? He's like, well, fine, but only if you do the raw version as the main confliction and the <laughs> other one as alternate mix. I'm like, dude, that's fine. Sure. So we ended up doing both, and uh, as far as the views go, he definitely won that battle because <laughs> the original one definitely has more views. So, uh, Jimmy, you're definitely right on that one, man. But um, as far as live goes, we normally play the original version because uh, when Jimmy was in the band, that was the one he preferred. Sure. Uh, and it was the one that was more well received. So, and we kind of just stuck with that to this day. So, okay. It did just essentially come down to uh, a, a very small difference in taste, but we, we like both versions. So we said, fuck it. We'll put both of them on. Yeah. I like both versions too. So yeah, that's just where that came from because I'm sure people could make alternate versions of a lot of their own tracks as well. That's just why I wondered about that specific one. Right. Definitely. Next one's going to be the acoustic confliction. There, yes. <laughs> on the bonus album yeah <laughs> so i did want to ask about the title of the ep 
Obviously, we've said it a couple times, if life were a book, I'd skip the chapter. And it's not necessarily of why you decided to name it that. It's more, to me, when I hear that, I think early 2000s screamo type band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where all the tracks are normally like that, not, not necessarily the title of the album. So where did that come from? That too is a, a fun little story. Uh, basically came down to kind of the same case as Confliction, okay. where uh, we all had kind of different ideas as to uh, where to go with the name of the EP. And I'm like, yo, that's a fucking entire sentence. Like, why, why are we? <laughs> I remember that argument. Why, why are we naming it this long ass thing? But then, uh, the more, the more I saw it and heard it, the more it grew on me. And I'm like, you know what? This, a lot of the songs on the EP are about kind of soldiering through hard times in your life. So mm -hmm. the name became more and more relevant in my mind. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can see it. I'm <laughs> tapping out. I don't have a better idea. So yeah. if life were a book, you know, etc. <laughs> Plus, it's, it's memorable, too. It's one of those things that you would tend to remember more than maybe just a one-word album name right. that would get lost. So. so let's try not to spoil too much, but on the next album that you're talking about, are there more words or less? Uh, less words. <laughs> Considerably less words. Yes. <laughs> but notice it said words. Ah. You know. there yeah, yeah. Leaving a little mystery there for you. I like it. <laughs> What can you tell me and the audience about the new album? Without giving too much away, obviously, do you have it done already? Are you currently working on it? What stage are you on? Just give a little bit about the album if you can. The album is finished. Very nice. And uh, I think we're all very proud of it. I would personally say it's easily our best work. Awesome. Easily my best lyric writing. Easily our best um, writing with the instrumentals. I'm a big fan of it. I bump it all the time. I'm a narcissist. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a great album. I can't wait to release it. And I think the fans will like it too because it's it's a little taste of everything we've given given out so far plus a lot more. It's a more mature sound. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> uh, I was simply going to say, um, the way I look at it is like, you don't hear the same thing in, in, in two same songs. So like everything's different on the record, which is really cool. Very nice. So you have very diverse yeah, it's it's definitely very diverse. Um, I so I joined I, I came in shortly after this recording process was done, and being an outside ear on this, I feel like it's definitely still I Hate Heroes, mm -hmm. but it's more mature, well developed. Um, I don't want to say heavier, but but edgier. Okay, <laughs> that's a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> it, it's very very well put together, and I can't wait for everybody else to hear it. It that puts is. our old stuff to shame, so I love it. I think wow. our old shit <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. we might want to edit that one out <laughs> tell us how you really feel man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just no he's not wrong though i mean not that our old stuff is shit but compared <laughs> to the new album it's like my god i don't know if i'm ever gonna listen to deception again you know it's like <laughs> but wow. that's a, that's that's all that's a good thing that means you're progressing so yeah, like, exactly you're definitely progressing in the band and and uh, we're happy about it so we're excited to see what our future holds yeah no, that's fucking awesome. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you have an idea of when you might be releasing it? At this point, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep it amongst yourselves and talk about how great it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're definitely inching a lot closer uh, to releasing it. There's just some things that we needed to get finished, such as um, a music video that we just finished up. Nice. Um, and at that point, now we're just kind of scheduling stuff out to figure out how we want to release it. Uh, you know the time frame we want to release it but we are definitely as close as we ever been to releasing it so 
I would say very, very, uh, very, very near future. So you could say within this year. I cannot say within ah, this year. I tried. But I can say if it goes into next year, I would say early, early months of next year. All right. At the latest. I had to try. I had to try. Okay. It was a good try. <laughs> well, very nice. No, I think you've done a very good job of hyping it up. And obviously, I think myself and the audience are going to love hearing it. So I think I got a lot covered, you know, music wise and everything. But I did want to comment, you know, I do Ian Hates movies and I like talking about other things as well. So what do you guys like to do outside of music, even if it's a little, you know, interrelated? What do you guys normally like to do? I guess we'll go around the room. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, you want to start? Uh, from please first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, that's you. I'm a princess. I got you all day. All right. <laughs> Um, so, so when I'm not doing music, um, like I said earlier, I have a daughter. Um, yep. I love spending time with her. She's like my world. Nice. Um, when I'm not doing that, I like to hang out with my uh, my my best friend. You know, fuck you, Brandon. That's my that's my world. I love her. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like to hang out with my friends. I have like a circle of friends I hang out with all the time. Um, I just like to be active and, and do different things, be adventurous, see different places, and uh, do the best that I can to stay out of trouble. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Well, I like to uh, I like to longboard. I got a buddy of mine that we we spend a lot of days outside just trying to like bomb hills and stuff. So that's cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I also like to uh, watch a bunch of Netflix. I watch the shit out of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I'm not working and when I'm not like doing music stuff, I'm just in my basement just watching the shit out of that. <laughs> Is there anything in particular that you're watching right now? Um, you know, I am re-watching How I Met Your Mother because it's just that show. <laughs> All right. But I've gone through plenty of shows already. Um, other than that, um, even when I'm not doing band stuff or watching Netflix or longboarding, I still just, like, go in my basement and just, like, jam on instruments, whether it's being piano or ukulele or guitar or oh, bass. Oh, wow. So, yeah, music's like my life, so I, I do yeah. it almost every day. Does that come out in any of your music as well? Any of the other instruments that you play? I don't think no. Just 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 bass. Okay. Really. He definitely helped out with uh, some of the guitar parts though in the recording process. Oh, very oh, nice. Uh, Matt apparently wrote our whole album. So. <laughs> That's if, what if I got. Matt his way, he would say he wrote the whole album. Yeah. But he definitely did help out That's a good amount on the album. The so. entire credits just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Delaney. You're up after what uh, you like to do. God, I'm I'm really not interesting. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, like I said before, lyric writing came pretty naturally because I do uh, enjoy writing mm -hmm. like uh, fictional stories. I, I aspire to eventually uh, be an author. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's a passion of mine. Um, I'm, I'm a big gamer. I love playing video games. I'm actually uh, really into indie game development as well. Nice. Um, I love the martial arts. Oh, very cool. Uh, yep. Uh, that was like my whole high school career was uh, karate and mixed martial arts. Let's see, uh, I love Pokemon. I don't care. <laughs> I'm Fuck you guys. <laughs> Grown ass man, love Pokemon. Uh, that's about it, I guess. Let me quickly go back to something you said, though, Efren. Sure. When you mentioned the, you know, being an author and you know, loving to write, would you ever do a concept album for I Hate Heroes? Actually, uh, I've been uh, harassed by my band to do that before. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Not, not um, by me. I fucking love concept albums. I actually... He just said he was harassed by the band to do one. You no, just said... No, you guys, basically, yes. Oh, 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 it, oh, has, 
it has come up before, and uh, I thought about it. I'm actually really not a fan of concept albums myself. Oh, okay. If I'm going to tell a story, I'd rather it be in the format of a novel. I think music is kind of a separate realm, but that's just my opinion. I have heard sure. concept albums that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but it's just not something I see myself doing. That makes sense. Yeah, that's just why I wanted to check on it. Okay. Brandon. I kind of feel like I'm that typical metal dude. I like sports. Yep. I like video games. Um, that's about it. I mean, I like... I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to find new horror movies, but it's kind of getting old trying to find one that might scare me anymore. <laughs> they're, they're really lacking lately. Not to interrupt, but before you move on from that, what do you think about the new It movie that's coming out next week? I don't, the trailer looks promising, but I'm not sure. I, I feel like it's just it's going to miss a certain something. I could see that. Now, are you familiar with the past story? Did you read the Stephen King book? I didn't read the book, but I did see the original. So, What do you think of the original movie? See, look, I love this shit. I'm doing like two shows <laughs> on this later on. So, Like back when it would have come out, it probably would have scared the crap out of me. But right. now, all the, the other special effects and, and how hyped up gore is and stuff, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Very true. No, we all know those adaptations rarely ever work. Yeah. I did read an article that Stephen King did watch the new It movie twice, and he was thoroughly impressed with it, so I'm really excited about nice. it. Nice. Well, he also said that he loved the new Dark Tower movie, and it's straight garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from a person myself who has Dark Tower tattoos. Oh, sure. I love the books. I'm, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I'm going to see him live in like three weeks again. Like I love what he does, but he also does not care about his movie adaptations. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. I do hope that it's good. Yeah. Hopefully we can all go as a band and see that on tour, actually, because that comes out before we leave or while we're on the road, I believe. You know what? Yeah, I think it's right. It's a week before you guys leave, I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. You can scare yourselves and then get in a van together and go off on tour. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm the big spoon. <laughs> Damn. Uh, is there anyone else that we missed? Nope. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got everyone interesting. Yeah, I'm, gonna say, you're not I'm trying to count on my hand as we're talking. <laughs> so, basically outside of music, um, I actually have twin boys. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, I love spending time with them. Um, I like spending time with my girlfriend, uh, my family, my dog. I love my dog to death. Oh, sure. He is a little ankle biter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love my dog. Um, I'm also like Ephraim, a big gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like Pokemon. <laughs> and his uh, Pokemon Go team sucks. He's on Team Instinct, <laughs> so you. never be on Team Instinct. Fuck you. Wait, is that still a thing? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> no, it is. It I is. actually have stopped playing, but uh, I still uh, like oh, the, main, the main series games. Gotcha. But uh, I also I watch Netflix. Um, I'm big into soccer. Oh, fair enough. So I play soccer usually a couple times a week. Uh, let uh, me, sorry, before you go on, uh, soccer wise, do you have a team that you support? I like Manchester United. Oh my! I should have cut this off a long time ago. No, oh, fuck. man. I I have been a Liverpool fan since I was three. Get out of here. I can't, believe, I can't believe we accepted this interview. <laughs> I can't believe. I'm just going to go through and just edit everything Ricky says. Yeah, you're going to make me somehow like Liverpool. Yeah. So funny funny thing here. Um, I don't know if anyone out there knows, but me and Ricky are actually brothers. Well, yeah. This is Nick talk. We're actually brothers. Um, but we play a FIFA, and he's man you, and I'm always friends, and I always fucking trash him. And he's, like, so <laughs> he's an international team trash. versus a Barkley team. That's not even a fair. Whatever. I'm going to shit on, after this interview, I'm going to shit on the FIFA. <laughs> 
let me ask this though by the way how did you become a man u fan i you know what it's through my cousin okay my cousin was big into soccer uh i grew up playing soccer with him i also grew up playing with my brother but he's a couple years younger than both of us okay but um when going over to his house he would watch man u games and i became a fan of rooney and all those guys and ever since then that was just a team i stuck with gotcha um I wouldn't say I'm probably not as hardcore of a Man U fan as you are Liverpool. Right. Uh, I do know as far as soccer goes, I am not a Messi fan. (laughs) I'm much more Ronaldo fan. Sure. But that's a never-ending battle between a bunch of people. Oh, no, no, for sure. We could have that discussion for hours, but I think it would bore everyone else in the room. More more than likely, yeah. (laughs) I think Donovan McNabb had a good run in France. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, I love sports, but uh, I like playing them. Yeah. yeah. Instead of watching him, but that's just me. I was growing up to be a pro soccer player. That's what I was doing until I got injured. Yeah. So I completely, you know, I understand that. I would much rather be playing than watching, that's for sure. But once you get one of those teams and, you know, the bars are playing it at 7 a.m., how can you not go, you know, get a drink and watch a match, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, uh, here's the thing. We're coming to Massachusetts, so you got a couple of days to get ready before we, we yeah. get in that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I said, I said earlier, I am going to try and make it out to that show. Brockton is not exactly where I live. Like I said, I'm in Boston, but Brockton is close enough. I'm going to try and make it, and I'll make sure to wear something Liverpool for sure. Uh, I'll, bring, I'll bring my man U jacket. We'll bring our soccer ball, and we'll kick around before the show. Yeah, so. That'd be awesome. I'd be cool yeah, up for that. Fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to like make it a soccer show there, but what else uh, <laughs> What else do you enjoy besides soccer? Uh, I enjoy ice hockey. I used to play it. I okay. was never really that good at it, but I still like watching it. I'm a big Flyers fan. I'm sure you're a Boston fan, right? No, no, no. I don't like any Boston teams. Uh, well, that's good. <laughs> I'm an Air Force brat, so I've lived all around. I'm from Texas. Yo, that's why I wear hoodies in the summer. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I have a few buddies uh, who went to the Air Force and a few people who live in Texas. And we've actually been down there. We played, uh, what was it, three dates in March down in Texas? Yeah, we played the clinic in, was that in Houston? Yeah. Houston. Houston, yeah. yeah. It was a good fucking time, though. I yeah. love Texas. I was going to say, the people down there are unbelievably hospitable. Yeah. It's literally night and day from Pennsylvania to down in, like, the southern states and especially Texas. Yep. No, absolutely. I actually, I moved from Texas to Pennsylvania. So that was a very tough part of my life when that happened. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But when I go out to Houston, I actually have very good yeah. friends. Like, yeah. one of my childhood friends, uh, her home almost got oh. hit the water but uh she's okay now good. but good, hearts good. go out to Houston. yeah, yeah the definitely. girl i'm talking to lives there she got it so i know a lot of bands have been able or actually not even just bands but labels have put out like a bunch of like hey buy this t-shirt and a hundred percent of the proceeds go to houston so hopefully that all works out really well hopefully, i definitely yeah. hope so i know i actually i actually there's an organization by my house called fake life clothing they're from lancaster yeah yeah, yeah. They actually just came out with a shirt for Houston, and I'm actually purchasing two just to support it. Very nice. Um, and there's another there's another show I'm going to buy that I've seen on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, so we're big supporters of them. And we actually talked about doing something for that as well, but it's hard to find the time with, you know, going out on the road in a week or two. So Very true. And that's that's great that Fake Life, because I like them as well. I'll try and find the link to put that up as well. But, yeah, it just, you know, all that kind of stuff just really sucks, because what else are you supposed to say? Like, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, our hearts definitely go out to everyone who's battled that and even people who's lost people. We're sorry for your loss. And hopefully one day when we, we can make it up and we can do something for donation and, and help out as well. So hopefully you guys can make it back there on tour as well. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. All right, guys. 
Well, look, this was a lot of fun for me, even just finding out about the Man U thing. I still respect you. I still love your music. <laughs> so I will try not to hold it against the entire band. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> but like I said, I will have links for everything I Hate Heroes in the description of the episode. So Facebook, Instagram, everything so that people can get in touch with you, support you when the new album comes out. But for right now, what is the best way for people to support you? Uh, definitely best ways. Come out to shows. Um, check out our socials. Uh, we're constantly posting on them. We love to interact with people. Message us. Reach out to any one of us. Reach out to all of us. Uh, that's honestly the best thing to us is the when best, people reach out to us. Yeah, um, the best thing is, is support. And by, you know, by spreading the word, you're definitely um, supporting us and helping us out in the biggest way possible. So um you know thank you for that and thank you for everybody who has done that so far they already said it best i mean uh like ricky said check out our socials uh we love interacting with fans very nice well guys once again thank you so much i think this might have been the best interview conversation that i've done that has this many people in one room fuck yes (laughs) now is this the only one you've done (laughs) Things have been a little weird, that's for sure. But thank you guys so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. No, 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 no,
All right, everyone, I am back. The track you just heard was Ambulance off their recent EP, If Life Were a Book, I'd Skip This Chapter. Ambulance is my favorite track by the guys. I can't get out of my head. I'm a big fan. I hope you enjoy that conversation. I'd like to thank everyone from I Hate Heroes for joining me. That can be very tough when you get everyone in a room, but I think it actually turned out really well. So thank you once again to them for taking the time to do that. Plus, I would like to thank James from Carry the Four for setting all of that up. Much appreciated. Check out the links in the description of the episode to support I Hate Heroes. Go to IHateHeroes.com and follow the guys on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything in between. You can easily find links in the description of the episode. Keep an ear out for new music. As soon as I hear anything, I'll be sharing it on the show as well. I can't wait. And don't forget about the Colossal Tour with Call at Home. I think that tour is going to be awesome. And last, if you can, don't forget to support Ian Hates shows. That includes the show you just listened to, Ian Hates Conversations, as well as Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies. Tons and tons of free entertainment as well as content, all for you. Just check out the other links in the description of this episode. So let's end the show with I Hate Heroes' latest track. It's called Now or Never. We spoke about it in the conversation, and hopefully this will hold everyone off until the new music comes out. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.